Welcome to McKnight's Home Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. I'm Adam Healy, staff writer at McKnight's Home Care. I spoke with Charlie Young, CEO of Synergy Home Care, a quickly expanding personal care franchiser with an innovative and people-centered approach to growth. Welcome to the podcast, Charlie. Thanks, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. So please share with us a little bit about your company, the size, number of territories, employees, and the groups of people that you serve and the services that you provide. Great. Well, Synergy Home Care is headquartered in Tempe, Arizona. We were founded in the year 2005 from a franchising perspective. Our founder was a gentleman by the name of Peter Torian, tremendous service-minded entrepreneur, quite a visionary guy. And he built something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle to do, which is a company of national scale. Today in 2023, I almost said 24, 2023, we have 220 franchisees. They do business in a little over 480 designated territories. And I think that's everything you asked me about in terms of size. But if I miss something, just tell me and I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> right. Well, like you mentioned, Synergy is quickly approaching its 500th territory sale. And could you get into some of the operational strategies that you use to get to this point? Yeah. Well, first of all, I joined the company in April of 2020. So right at the dawning of the pandemic, always a fun time to start any new job, but to take over the home of a home care, non-medical home care franchise organization. That was interesting timing. I think about the home care space and franchising. It's obviously an opportunity market. When you look at the demographics of our country, the aging population, baby boomers that are fueling all sorts of services for people as they enter their more senior years, there's certainly a demand for our services. At the same time, I referenced that they're baby boomers. Baby boomers have changed every aspect of American life since they came of age in their 20s and had kids in their 30s and started to accumulate some wealth in their 40s and 50s. And so why wouldn't they change the aging process? And I think even before the pandemic, we saw that there was a trend in healthcare to keep people in place as long as possible. No one really knew the pandemic would just accelerate that process. So the question is about our growth and in particular our franchise growth. I think that we have really benefited from the fact that through the pandemic and because of the change in the healthcare landscape, we're just a very attractive marketplace. We attract franchisees in three basic buckets. We get a lot of healthcare workers, frontline workers, and I should say frontline, not just healthcare firemen, EMTs, nurses, hospital technicians, other types of people who have sort of been through the system and especially over the last four years, five years, are ready for something new and different. We get what I'll call a service-minded entrepreneur. So people who are entrepreneur-minded, they see the opportunity in the industry, but they also want to serve their communities. And then we have a corporate transitioner or someone who's had a corporate job for a long time. Their landscape has changed. They want something new and they come to the marketplace. So from our perspective, it's really been about just being there in a very focused and accountable way. We've put in systems and processes that share our value proposition with these people. And we've just been in the right place at the right time. So what makes Synergy Home Care so attractive to these potential franchisees? And how does Synergy 
support them to ensure their own continued yeah. growth and success? I think it starts with the commitment we make to franchisees. It's a very, very simple commitment. We help our franchisees do well while doing good. And that is about helping and facilitating an entrepreneur to build a business that serves their fellow citizen of their community, allows them to create a legacy, contribute to their marketplace, and allows them to really tap into that service-minded part of themselves that care for their fellow man at the same time build a business from it. Now, if you go beyond that, you asked about support. How do we deliver on the promise of helping you do well while doing good? There's four main things that we deliver for franchisees. The first is our home care platform. We are a national home care franchise where you would expect that from us. This is all the training, the tools, the systems, the technology platforms, the things that we provide that enable somebody who never ran a home care business before to enter, go through our training program, enter the business and be successful at it. So you would expect that we would have it, but our commitment is that we're always improving and always making it better and, and always advancing the craft of home care. And for an entrepreneur who's just starting a business, there's great comfort in that because not only are we help you start up, but we're going to help you stay current and front edge with it. So that's the first piece, the home care platform. The second piece is we have tremendous scale and size and reach across the country. We do business in 40 states, over 40 states. Like I said, we're approaching our 500th territory. We have a footprint that an individual entrepreneur can't duplicate on themselves in their local marketplace. And we utilize that size and scale to help them have more presence in their marketplace. That might mean by bringing a referral partner to bear at a national level that brings a flow of business to them. That might mean a relationship with a technology company that's creating remote patient monitoring products that we can bring into the home on their behalf and that type of thing. So we leverage size and scale to help them with their business. Our marketing platform is multifaceted. We help bring awareness to the Synergy brand through national marketing, but we also are really focused on the territories and the local markets at a grassroots level. We help with sales and marketing promotional materials so that our franchisees can connect with their local referral partners at the SNFs and hospitals and so on and so forth. And then finally, I would say the fourth piece of the pot is the connected community that we build. You know, it's really powerful if you're thinking about going into business for yourself to know that you'll enter a network that is culturally committed to collaboration and connection. And what that means is that when you join our network as a franchisee, that there are these 220 other franchisees that have walked in your shoes already. And the problems that you might face or the opportunities that will come your way, somebody else has dealt with those. And we are very intentional about connecting our franchisees with each other and helping to generate that network. So you mentioned the vast size and scale of the Synergy Network. And Obviously, like you touched on, there are plenty of perks that come with it, both for the organization and for the individual owners. But are there also challenges like navigating differences in regions or referral networks in various parts of the United States? I guess there are challenges. I don't know that they really hold us back. Certainly on the large scale referral partner relationships, making sure that we're matching coverage areas is a challenge at times. It's an industry as a whole that's fragmented regionally. 
So that can be a challenge. I think that education in general for our franchisees, it's an industry that is a little intimidating to enter into. It feels like it's complex. There's lots of rules and lingo and language, but we get through that pretty easily through training with our franchisees and getting them comfortable in the marketplace. Regionally, every state is different. There are different rules, regulations, licensing requirements. But, you know, when you run a system at our size and you just create processes to work your way through that stuff. Yeah. So Synergy also predominantly focuses on non-medical home care services. Does that mean that you predominantly work with private payers? Yeah. The lion's share of our business is with private pay. There are franchisees that do some Medicare and Medicaid, other business along those lines. We do quite a bit of business with the VA. And so that's an important part of our business as well. But yeah, the lion's share is private pay. Well, it's often been said that private pay can be difficult to scale. So what's your approach? I don't know. I've experienced that scalability challenge. I think really for us, it's around giving our franchisees the tools to help them penetrate their marketplace and to be a resource for families and clients who are in need of assistance in the home. And whether they do that through grassroots relationships with local referral partners or through direct marketing to people in need of care, the demand is 100% there. There is a lot of demand in the private pay space for our franchisees. So it is not an overwhelming challenge. How then does Synergy innovate with new services such as concierge care that you introduced in February of this year? And how have the owners and clients of yours been receptive to these innovations? Our product strategy is really about how do we make home care services simpler and easy to understand and attain by the client. It's an industry that is relatively young. Overall awareness of home care is relatively low. And our strategy around the product innovation that we're doing is around thinking about it as, can we put this in a box that could be pulled off of a shelf? And can we make it that simple to understand? And so we take a look at the service that we provide, and then we also match up the prevalent needs in the marketplace. So concierge care is a hospital-to-home service and product, and it is about making that transition from the hospital back home as simple and easy as possible for people. It's generally shorter term than other kinds of engagements, but we also encourage our franchisees who set and establish their own pricing but we encourage them to break away from a hourly price model and really look at it as a package of services that we're going to provide to make this transition from hospital to home easier and simple. And that's where the franchisor can really help a local entrepreneur is it's like, how can I think more innovatively about how to deliver service and make it easier for someone to attain that help? We have Parkinson's care product coming in the new year. That is really around being able to speak to people who are either a loved one and family member of a Parkinson's individual or that individual themselves. And how can we speak specifically to what their needs of care are so that they can better understand how home care fits in the overall continuum of care that they're receiving. And so we're looking at that all the way 
down the line, we have memory care product. We are developing a cancer care product. That's our thought process to our product strategy. Right. And so like you said, healthcare and home care specifically is such a localized business. But then again, so is the workforce. So tell me about how you've approached these ongoing workforce shortages that are affecting not only the home care sector, but the healthcare industry at large. What are you using to keep your workforce strong? Okay, well, so first and foremost, I really believe that the success of our franchisees is directly related to their ability to recruit and retain caregivers. As I mentioned before, there's so much demand in the marketplace that as a a provider of home care in a market, if you can control the labor force, if the supply side of the business, that's not an issue for you, then you're going to be able to gain market share and have a bigger influence in your marketplace. So I really believe it's important. I also believe that that caregiver is the key to the service that we provide and how people feel about the brand on a national level as well as the local operator. So it's not just about volume, it's also about quality of person you're recruiting and the training that you're giving and how much time you're investing in the caregiver and the value proposition you're creating in the marketplace. And so we spend a significant amount of time in training of our franchisees, our operators in the recruiting and the retention process and the process of creating value for caregivers. And we found right away that even at the hardest moments of the labor shortage, going back a year plus, we had operators in our system who did not report a labor shortage. I remember once I was on a a conference call, Zoom call with about 10 different franchisees, all relative size, all within the same region. And nine of them were talking about their struggles getting labor. And one of them was like, well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't have a caregiver shortage. It really struck me and it really drove a lot of our strategy. So this is early on in the shortage. There are people out there that want to work. And even at the time of the greatest moment of the shortage, if you can be disciplined about the process for recruiting, and if you can deliver value to caregivers in that process, then you should be head and shoulders against the rest of the people in the marketplace. And so we wanted to put a system in play that really created more structure and process and accountability for our franchisees that they could hold over their teams, the people that worked for them that were in the recruiting process. So one of the first steps was just a technology piece. We created what we call the recruiting management system. It's a CRM package for recruiting. It's got a lot of integration with the key job portals. So it makes it easier and simple for franchisees to place ads and receive them, but it also gave us the ability to see how many people are coming at the top of the funnel, how many of them are making it down through to getting an interview, are they going from an interview to an offer, they're going from an offer to actually starting their job, and then being able to look at the metrics, benchmark them across our system, and then be able to work with individual franchisees around where they might be lagging, and here's where we could educate and teach you and help you prove your game. And I think we just took major steps forward in our effectiveness at recruiting. And I think it's one thing I really believe about our success. I think you asked me that earlier, but one of our keys to our success is simply execution and executing better than our competitors, because there's so much opportunity in the marketplace. It's just about being really disciplined about 
capturing. Right. It sounds very innovative. And like you said, with clients and with your workers, there are always people. It just takes discipline and bringing them in the door. Yeah. So there are workforce challenges, and then there are other challenges on the regulatory front. And I want to ask you about the recently changed joint employer standard, which would place more liability on franchisors when it comes to wage hour or other employment infractions. So can you dig into a little bit about what that looks like with you? What is your take and what is your reaction like? Well, I think you're right to identify it as an issue and something that we should be paying attention. I'm still digging in to really understand where this will go. So what I'll share with you is sort of preliminary in nature. I think it's a threat to all franchising across all industries, not just in the home care or healthcare space. And so much of our economy in this country is driven by franchise models. And I think that this could end up being an example where the intention and the best intention of the regulation doesn't really align with the realities of how the world works. <laughs> you know, so we're very early in the process. There will be challenges to it. And I think we have to kind of see how reasonable people are and how it evolves and changes. Certainly, we need to make sure that the appropriate protections for the labor force. We need to make sure that there are protections to make sure that, in this case, our caregivers aren't being taken advantage of. We are big believers in treating caregivers in the right way. And so hopefully this particular ruling will ultimately evolve to a place where it makes sense to achieve the goal, which is to provide that extra protection, but also be understanding and realistic about how the industry works. Right. And one other regulatory hurdle specifically for personal care providers is the so-called 80-20 rule, which would mandate 80% of Medicaid payments for home care services be spent on employee compensation. And I know you mentioned that most of your payer mix is private pay, yeah. but as you said, there is a little bit of Medicaid and a little bit of Medicare thrown in there. So yeah. are you, like other personal care providers, worried about the ramifications of this 80-20 provision? Well, we watch it very closely. I think you hit on the two things that our legal team and our regulatory folks are paying attention to as top priorities. We are members of the HCAOA. We believe strongly in their ability to represent the industry's point of view on these issues. Again, that's another one. It's a little early to see how much it will affect our business today because of our payer mix, but for the industry as a whole, definitely something we need to look at. Absolutely. Be, be aware of how it evolves. Sorry. No worries. So what does it take then to survive all these challenges in the industry? And what can other providers like yourself take with them to grow and enhance their own home care businesses? Adam, there's so much opportunity in this space. There are so many people in need of care at home that I really believe this is an industry that's relatively young and is evolving and maturing. And those providers that can figure out how to bring strong business discipline to business that cares for people are the ones that will end up really taking leaps and bounds ahead end up capitalizing on the demand. And in doing so, I think you can still be a caring and compassionate business. We have six core values in our business. Compassion is number one. And it's not just because we care for people. It's how we want to conduct a business. You can still care for people at home and be compassionate and also be really good business operators and execute at the top of your game. And I think that that's 
been evidenced by the success that we have. Not only are we the fastest growing brand from a franchise development standpoint, three years in a row, I think we will be a fourth. But I think when you look at the hours and the clients growth that our franchisees have seen, which has been significant in our business over the last three and a half years, I think there's a great proof point of where solid, disciplined business execution is the path forward. Well, Charlie, I'm so glad we talked and I hope we can chat again soon. This was Charlie Young, the CEO of Synergy Home Care. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Home Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in home care news, visit McKnight'sHomeCare.com.